ideas of wrongdoing and rightdoing, there is a field. I'll meet you there. When the soul lies down in that grass, the world is too full to talk about. Ideas, language, even the phrase each other doesn't make sense. Hi everyone. I hope 2019 is treating you with the respect you deserve, and vice versa. I am happy to welcome Jason as our first guest for 2019. I've been watching him for a while, wanting to have him as a guest on Meet Me in the Field. And when I was ready, he was first working out of town, and then he went on leave. I'm chuffed to have him on the show now, and hope that you enjoy his journey with me. This podcast is supported by The First Layer, the 12-step workbook on working through the 12 steps in any addiction in 21 sessions. There's also a 24-day step coaching and counseling program available based on the first layer. For more information in this regard, go to www.freddy.org.za and click through from the notices at the right of the homepage. This is Jason's story. Sit back and enjoy. Good afternoon, Jason. How are you doing? I'm very well, Freddy. Thank you very much for inviting me. I am very grateful that you're giving up some of your holiday time. To come and talk to meet me in the field. Uh, it's, it's a pleasure. It's just that I'm almost back to work. Well, I was at <laughs> back to work this morning helping my wife at home, cleaning cupboards. Oh no! The whole no. Yeah, it's the whole shebang of. Uh, so let's start the new year afresh. A clean slate. You well, as you can it. see, those pillows are without the covers. So this morning I had the curtains off, and the, all the pillows are being washed and. <laughs> uh, so I'm getting ready for Monday work as well and I want to have the room nice and fresh. I want to get a carpet cleaner this weekend and clean the carpets. Okay, yes. um, so what, do you, what does Jason do for fun? What do you do when you're on holiday? What do you do to relax? I like to watch documentaries. Cool. On what? Uh, nature. Okay. And I love conspiracy theories. Ah. Detective things. A lot more nature programs. Netflix. Netflix. And did you or do you engage in the conspiracy theories about the murder of Princess Di? I haven't got to that program yet. So Is it? I, yeah. But I, uh, I, I, I find that one I quite fascinating because I've actually, from the minute I heard she died, I, I just got this feeling she was killed. <laughs> I also thought so, but I was, I, I wondered who would want to kill her. Okay. You know, so I'm, but that program on on my the the episode of that is, I think, four three or four episodes away. So oh, cool! So that one, so that yeah, one's coming. I'll get back to you on that one. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you could do a special podcast on that. The weird, yes. Yeah. I love conspiracy theories. Not that I would watch it, but the thought of them makes me, I find fascinating. Do to get to the to look at the human psyche and see how many people have different views on mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. that I find interesting yes. to get the whole comp- the mainstream one and then the controversial the controversial one but then the actual one in between that that is even actually not in between even more controversial to make a yeah. conspiracy yes I actually watched a thing about the shroud the shroud that Jesus Christ was covered in after okay. his crucifixion so are you Christian? I'm not Christian. Okay. I I believe there's a higher power. How can I say? I believe there's a higher power. But I don't believe that he made the earth. Okay. 
because of what I've heard. So scientific evidence exactly, for yeah. you weighs heavier than the than yeah. the, the, the story. The dinosaurs were here, yeah. and etc. So okay. I'm. Is it agnostic? Yeah. Yeah. It um, depends. I get very confused between either you agnostic or you um, an atheist. Atheist. Yeah. I also get confused. For me, atheist, atheist, as far as I understand it, believes that there is nothing, while agnostic people believe there is something. Yes. Well, then yeah. you could call me agnostic. Cool. There you go. And did you grow up with religion? No. My parents never went to church. My father. Funny enough, the only time that he went to church was when he was diagnosed with cancer. Okay. How old was he then? He was about 50. Okay. And how old were you then? I was six. I was 14. Ooh. Yeah. It's a difficult age. Very, it was. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't fun. And with my mother had a stroke when I was two. I I, I didn't know where I was going to end up. Oh my word. But they gave him six months. Oh my word. What type of cancer was it? Lung cancer. Okay. And he was a heavy smoker. Okay. But then he lived for another eight years. Oh wow. So So make sure that that, that, that you that you grown up and can look after yourself. And and look after my mother. Yeah. Is mom still alive? No. No. She's also passed away. She passed away so about six years ago. Okay. Yeah. She had a massive stroke in her sleep and uh, yeah, at, uh, I got the phone call and said that she's passed away and uh, it yeah it, it was her time yeah because she couldn't she had had about three or four strokes prior to that because she had a big one when you were very young two I years old yeah two years I old I heard your story the yeah. other night and and she was severely incapacitated because of that. Am I correct? She couldn't. She couldn't walk. Oh my word! She could walk, but would drag her left foot. Okay. She couldn't use. She didn't have the use of her left hand. So uh, could she cook and things like that? She couldn't cook. She, okay. She did. She did almost all the cooking. Just that the the domestic would prepare the food, like okay. cut the potatoes, peel the potatoes, put everything in in Tupperwares okay. and then when when the domestic went home then my mom would start cooking okay she always enjoyed cooking okay. before she had the stroke yeah. she used to bake and but she had a problem with tablets and she she was addicted to over um, over-the-counter tablets and um, she also drank and which which in which is why I got told which is why she had the stroke Okay. Um, so she had the problem before the stroke. Even. Before Not the because stroke. of the stroke. No, no, no. Okay, no. Um, so yeah, she she would still cook, but obviously she couldn't drive. Yeah. And she was, from what I can remember, she was never religious. Her mother was very religious. Okay. My father. Also, his parents were very religious, but never once did did I go to church with my parents, except the time when my father had got diagnosed with lung cancer. Okay, he went to church, and maybe 
I don't know. Maybe it is that his higher power gave him the extra eight years. Yeah. Did he continue going to church then? Was that a kind of a? It was like a, like a, six month stint. Okay. And then left. But while he was in hospital, he met a guy that that also had cancer. Who was part of this church, and he okay. introduced him, and that's how it all started. And this guy son was in school with me okay. so he was in I, I think it was Tigerberg and it's such a small world that that he's lying in the same ward as a guy who I'm going to school with his kid you know yeah. it's, it's really were you in Somerset West I was we this were, where you grew up I grew up in Somerset West we moved here when I was about 18 months old okay yeah okay talk about the small world and the coincidence a while ago, a friend of mine was working in Hermanus and he was living in a guest house or a rented apartment or whatever and he got bitten by a flea mm-hmm. and he developed a terrible infection in the bite and the flea bite was around his ankle and the infection spread completely up his leg that his, his knee was swollen so much that he couldn't get his gene over it. Word. And he went to the doctor and he told the doctor what happened and the doctor said, I don't want to I don't even want to look at what's going on. I know what it is. I want you in hospital immediately. And no. I've never heard of anything like that ever happening. And it was a flea. It was a flea. Walking into hospital, there was the guy lying diagonally across from him was in hospital for the same thing. Again, something I've never heard of, and these two people were the same thing. Apparently it is something that happened very, very often in the First or Second World War, and a lot of people died from it. Sure, it's not that uncommon. Okay. <laughs> so strange, strange things do happen. <laughs> so okay. I can believe understand. So, so it's times that you went to church, but any of what you heard, they resonate, resonate with you. Sorry, my voice is still not I don't, perfect. I don't. <laughs> to be honest, Freddie, I don't remember. Okay. I think it's because I didn't want to go. Okay. And I got forced to do it. But I went because my dad said, let's go. And, okay. you know, and so you weren't forced? I wasn't forced. I was, I, I went willingly, but I think because back in my mind, I, it was I, kind of the expected thing. I'd rather go fi- be fishing with my friend at the river. Yeah. You know, it's a beautiful Sunday morning. Um, now I have to go to bloody church. Now I've got to sit in church, <laughs> you know. In a suit and a tie or or were you already in the more relaxed phase where you could go in your jeans and your That t-shirt? was, it, it was, it was khaki shorts and, oh, okay, cool. and uh, sandals. Oh, okay. So, yeah, which was okay. In my church <laughs> days, you still had to dress up. I, suit, I had, I, w- I had a friend whose mother was very, who is re- very religious. And when I used to stay over at his house on the weekends, we would have to go to church ah. on Sunday. But it was also very... Because I didn't take clothes with two, okay. it was also very casual. Oh, okay. We we went to Sunday school, but it wasn't. I mean, probably once every four months okay. or something. So it's not a. And then when I went to boarding school, I obviously had to go to yes. church every Sunday, and I think it was every Wednesday we had a church choir thing, okay. which you which I had to go. Was I that a Catholic boarding school? No, no, it, it was uh, a, a school in Grayton, okay. a primary school. Very, very small 
I mean, there was, I think there was six people in the Standard 5 class. Oh, my word. Yeah. And the Standard... The school. Standard 3 Is and that four. where you learned Afrikaans? No, no, no. I've, I've, I've always been bilingual. My, okay. my mother was Afrikaans. And my father's English. Okay. So because I never know whether I should speak to you in Afrikaans <laughs> or English. Because you're equally, you're equally okay with both. It doesn't matter. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> what do I use? No, um, very, very, very small. Because I didn't do so too well at school here in Somerset West. Okay. And I think my dad was fed up. And also with my mom that had the stroke, it was... It's been difficult for him. Very difficult for him. Um, and for her. And... Uh, I think she thought that life had obviously dealt her a very bad card. Very nasty hand. Yeah, and she couldn't play that hand. Yeah. She 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 wanted everyone to feel sorry for her. Okay. Oh, I know which, that feeling. Which drove my dad insane That's because right. he was very strong-willed and and always also perfectionist like me. Mm-hmm. Um and there's no such word as I can't. Ah. Uh, if if I'd say to my father I can't, he would he would take his belt off. Oh. There's there's no such word yeah. as I can't, or I don't know. So he that really, I think, well drove him to drink. Yeah. And he's yeah he just got hot for. Yeah. And. Also, obviously, to help me with my schooling because uh, it, it was it was non-existent. Okay. Because mother having a stroke, I could do what I want, and he had to work. He couldn't. I mean, yeah. he was not a very wealthy, so he couldn't afford a babysitter. And oh, pay we call them these days. I understand. Yes. Most of our friends have <laughs> pairs, you know. <laughs> so, and also that. I mean, why does he have to hire someone to look after his child? Exactly. And also, I'm, I got told to grow up, okay. which took me a while. Mm. So because, yeah, I never listened. It sounds as if your childhood was really difficult. Were you also a difficult child? Were you naughty? Were you um, very, um, very naughty. What's the word? Non-compliant? Yes. Another word for Yes. Very fucking naughty. <laughs> very non-compliant. Never listened. I did my own thing. So you saw the gaps that the parental dynamic created for you, and you you, you took those gaps. I took you them without even realizing them. I yeah. think. Okay. I, I. But that's that you don't. It's just the way yeah. we function. Yeah. Were you a surfer? No. Not. I have surfed, but not not professionally or not just. And do you surf now, or it's just? I've still got a board, and I intend on surfing. Starting you, you again. You get your kick through, through other means, speed, motorbiking. I've, I've done. <laughs> so I've you don't have to surf. You get your kick. I through don't have to surf. <laughs> I, I, w- I would say that if I were to start surfing again, which I intend on doing, would be a more of a relaxing hobby. My other hobby is uh, motocross and endurance. Ah. Um, which I have done for many years um, as, as as in a driver no as motocross or motorbikes ok sorry yeah, yeah. Um, take part in competitions and, oh my word and that, yeah. but because we weren't very wealthy it, 
it, it's no, that's a, a sport it's that a takes very a lot of yeah. capital input. So I didn't I didn't do a lot of it when as a youngster, but in the last maybe I think seven years I I said to my wife I'm I'm gonna go, I'm gonna buy a bike and I'm gonna start again. And she nearly pulled her hair out. I just want to say, oh, that that sounds like a thing where they say, oh yes, darling, please go and do that. Please go and fuck your body up or for me. <laughs> midlife crisis kind of thing. You found a young girl a midlife crisis, for God's sake. <laughs> so, and she was actually more than happy to I say, see, yes. yeah, oh, she's because I mean, I've always, I've always loved it, and it, it, it gets me out into nature. Okay. Which is another, like I said earlier, I, I, I love nature. Um, I love fishing, hiking, anything to do with nature. I am, I'm there. Where in Somerset West did you grow up? On a farm called Lawrenceford Estates. Are you serious? Oh, I grew, I so at that stage, this must still have been farm area. The, this whole area should have, uh, was possibly nothing. There right? was nothing here. This, oh my God. this road yeah. was a single road. So he's pointing to what is called the um, 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 Solaris Pass Road. Solaris Pass Road. Yeah, 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 the old Solaris Pass Road. You know this, this house on the corner at the traffic light? That apparently used to be the old toll, toll house. Yes, yes. The, the, the lady number five told us about yeah. it and I drove past and there's still a sign up that it's says... Yeah, it was this where the many cities and everything, it was yeah. all fields. So you had a ball. You we, yeah. I, so I, the river... For you at that stage was a wild river, not not an urban it, stream. It was Lawrenceford River, which which and it was a real river with fish in that you could fish in. Yes, they swim in and over. Trout, the we used to catch trout. Are you serious? No. Go camp, camp up, up, at the top of the river, almost where it starts. Yeah, like a two-day hike to the top, and sleep next to the river. Good no God. tent, no, just yeah, it was. So the Somerset West that you grew up and the, the one that I see now when to I arrive totally, in are two totally, completely, completely different yeah. things. Because this place has expanded. Gordon's Bay, Strand, Somerset West were separate. Three separate villages. Total space. separate. It would, yeah. God, and now they're just flowing it's into, just into each other. It, hey? It's all one. Yeah. You know? um, oh my word, that's just, amazing. Yeah. I wish I could see maps yeah. and stuff of those days. There's photos if you go to Rosby's Motor Spares. Yeah. It's got photos up on the wall of, of old Gordons Bay, old Strand, okay. old Sums West. You eventually qualified as a motor technician. Motor technician. Did you ever consider working in the field of motor racing as a technician? I've always wanted to do that, but I've never I've never had the opportunity. I, I don't think because I left motor mechanics it wasn't I wasn't making money. Okay. And I lost interest due to my well, you can say I'm an alcoholic and drug addict. So I'm raising my hands. I'm. <laughs> I'm. Uh, I think I. So some other things became more important. More than important, work. yeah. And I, I, I wanted to do it, but I just. Well, it sounds like the perfect way to live out that interest or that, that dream. That, yeah. yeah, yeah, but I. I got interested in carpentry. How did that happen? Because that's what you're doing now for a living. I, I was wondering the yeah. other night when you were telling the yes. story, how did the switch from motors <laughs> happen to, to carpentry? 
So I was working at a pub, a local pub in Samsa West. I left the motor trade because I just, like I said, I was other things started interesting me. And the guy that actually taught me a hell of a lot what I know about carpentry was he he owned the pub. Okay. So during the day I would work for him and at night I would work at the pub. Okay. So I mean I had a full time Because he was already in, in the carpentry thing yes, at that yes. stage when he worked in the pub. Yes. Okay, cool. And we actually we we did flooring together for another company and then he left that and I was still there and then he started his own thing and then called me to or well asked me to help him. Okay. By that stage I'd already been working at the pub on the weekends. Okay. So and what type of carpentry is this? Do, Ma- you, do you make tables and chairs I or mainly turning the legs and on the lathe? No, no, no. Okay. I uh, exterior timber decking, built-in kitchen cupboards, staircases. So the bigger, the bigger stuff. The bigger stuff, yeah. Okay. And yeah, I, I really enjoy it. It's 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 weird that I like nature, but I'm using the You're timber using the to build something. But it's it's all from sustainable forests. Okay. So. I mean, uh, my supplies are all okay. They they all grow from they're all grown from sustainable forests. It's not That's wonderful. So you make a point of of, of or buying. You made a point of um, investigating where yes, it comes yes. from. Yes, yes. Oh, all yeah. recycled because nowadays you get uh, a plastic decking, okay. which is from recycled recycled plastic. For something I find interesting is you get this recycled garden furniture. That's kind of a the plastic woody looked up thing. But the sins weigh a ton. Why are they so heavy? Because it's 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 plastic, it's heavy, it's dense. Gee whiz, the I don't know I don't know why, but nowadays they make they've actually made it hollow. Okay. So it's that makes more sense. And they can stretch the amount. Okay, yeah. Because yeah. those old ones they look like kind of wood and then you try and pick it it's up and you <laughs> 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 I know, I know, I know. Okay, so so that's good to hear that they're all sustainable. And I'm seeing a lot of people are moving towards bamboo. Yes, bamboo. Can also you use that in what you do for? Um, they use it a lot for flooring. Okay. Uh, it's more. It's more for interior. Yeah. But also, it's sustainable forest, yeah. and bamboo grows fast. Yes. And you can actually make beautiful furniture. Yes, absolutely. Um, and the flooring is is beautiful. A lot of people are, st- are starting to do that. Bamboo doors, door it. frames, yes. Okay. Yeah. Oh wow. But it's it it will be a solid wood frame and then cladded with bamboo. Okay. So it it looks like a solid piece of bamboo, but it okay. it will be laminated and glued and. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I saw I something interesting this today. Yak and I went to Mambo's. That plastic place? Yes, yes, yes. And I have, through the podcast, I've interviewed people who are very, I call them eco-warriors. Mm-hmm. And one video I'll never ever forget watching that made me cringe completely was, oh, what's this YouTube video, videos about animals in distress? Mm-hmm. And I don't know why I do it, because I normally start with crying when the animal is, is completely <laughs> distressed, and then I end up crying when the animal is freed or is better or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Yaku was, why do you do it? I don't know, it's just beautiful. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> oh, what's this video where they pulled a plastic straw 
out of a, a, a sea turtle's nose. I've, I've, oh, I've, I've seen that. God. So since that day, I have been very against plastic straws. Yes. And I saw at Mambo's they sell edible straws. So yes. And I've never, I've never heard of that. But I'm, like, I'm, I'm very happy. I went to Spur on. I also. On Tuesday, New Year's Day, yes. a friend's birthday, and he said they're having burgers, and, and can I just quickly saw it for a It was a cardboard And one. they use cardboard straws. And I yes. said to the waitress, I'm very, very happy to see that yeah. you're using cardboard straws. It's oh, really... My wife and myself also went somewhere. It was the spur. We were coming back from Durban okay. at the airport in Durban, and we, we I just said, let's go to the spur yeah. for, a, for a cool drink and a burger or something. And it was a... It was a cardboard yeah. store. I mean, and that's, I mean, very good for Spur. Up for Spur. Absolutely. I mean, well, I well, well done for, I'll actually support them mm, yeah. because of that. And what I do is I, we are so in a habit that the other day, I can't remember where I was and I opened the straw, put it in my drink, said, fuck, it's plastic. And I was opening it in my drink. So yes. And, <laughs> so and, the, paper, and the paper we pull off, we just, you know, it's... <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so just another way of, of, of teaching myself to be more more in the moment, more mindful. Talk about in the moment and mindful. With your love for nature, it sounds as if that is something that you practice. Mindfulness, being in the moment. Do you meditate and things like that? I do meditate, but not as often as I would like okay. to. Um, I've made a point of this year I want to really get into the meditation and just pulling my, myself away from the hustle and bustle and yeah. do you have a strict morning routine because that that's I normally what helps you a lot I to, to work that meditation time into I morning do routine. have a very strict morning routine uh, I um, I'd wake up and have a coffee then I would have a shower do my reading for the day I would pray but the meditation I mean, it, it can vary from two minutes to 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, and do you just sit quietly or do you use an app or something like that? I've got apps on my phone okay. or I can just go sit outside under the tree in my garden oh, and just have my coffee and just sit. Just be present. That's just yeah. And not, not think about it. I don't yeah. ever have to listen to someone talking or saying anything on, on my phone. Just sit there and... Just be quiet. Be present, be quiet. Yeah. Yeah. And with my dog sitting next to me. Oh, just, uh, what type of dog do you have? Scottish Terrier. I've got two. Oh, cool. oh yeah. lovely. With a straight up tail. Sweet. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so I so wish we could have a dog. Aren't you we, allowed to have dogs? We're only allowed two pets per unit and we've got two cats. Uh, sure. Sorry Tyson, you'll have to go. <laughs> <laughs> no way. No. <laughs> so yeah, I try, but like I said, I want to do more of it. Because my wife's very, very into meditation. She does retreats and all those things. She goes to retreats. Oh, awesome. And she actually did one now. She went to the a Buddha center in Woodstock. Oh, wow. For, for New Year's. So oh, cool. they meditated into the New Year. Oh, lovely. Um, which is very nice. Very and have you ever considered joining her on those I've things? Been, I've, been on, I've, okay. been, I've been to that center for... Uh, it's like a seminar on meditation and you meditate. Cool. And you, and you sing and you, and you do whatever they do. The end of this month, we are actually going to a retreat for the weekend. Ah, oh, fantastic. Made a, so I, 
like I said, I want to do it because yeah. when she comes back from it, she's so like excited and happy and yeah. everything's cool. Oh, wonderful. I mean, it, if it works for millions of others, why can't it work for exactly, me? Exactly, yeah. But that's the open-mindedness we need in life. Well, that's what it? we yeah. need. Yeah. Because <laughs> if, I mean, if I run around with blinkers on all day, my life's going to be miserable. Yeah. What's the big thing with meditation, sorry to interrupt you, there, no, is, is that the whole thing is, invariably we pray and we ask for stuff in prayer, but how are we going to hear the answer if we don't get quiet to listen? Yeah, is that true? <laughs> that's, that's what I say yeah. so often to my clients, is I hear you use the word pray, 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 but I don't hear you saying listen, 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 listen. Mm. so where, how do you listen? And the answer is normally, what do you mean? Well, how's the answer going to come if you don't listen to it? You listen for it. Yeah, <laughs> we, it's really so important that we need to make that quiet time and listen and for, for, for what comes. And uh, I mean, it doesn't have necessarily have to be at in the morning when I when I get up or before yeah. I go to work. It can be while I'm having my sandwich. Just when you start practicing meditation, I think, then you can switch off at any time of the day, except when you're driving. Even though I think you can I, even do I that, I wish there could be a way for people to meditate in traffic. <laughs> because traffic, I think there'll be lots less stress. Traffic is such a dead, dead time. Number one, exactly. and the stress levels will come down significantly. Yes, but um, I don't think it's what they would call safe practice. No, no. So I <laughs> close your eyes, <laughs> but not you in the traffic. No, no. <laughs> because you are seated already, yes. aren't you? So yeah, well, with your with your feet basically on the ground. Yeah. So. Um, I can. I. I would like to learn how to switch off. Okay. But still. Is that it? Is your head a busy head? When I'm at work. Okay. And before I go to bed, I'm thinking about tomorrow. Oh, what, okay. What work, like? So are you going to do to 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 hit the day when I get there? This must be done first. And yes. Then or how I how am I going to cut this piece of wood to yeah. fit in there, etc., etc. You know what a deal that I've made with myself is to not do that before I go to bed. Hmm. But when I start my my getting ready for the day in terms of of, of going to the bathroom, that's then when I say, right, okay. planning starts now. Because so, so I go to yeah. bed with a quiet mind. And then while I shave, while I brush my teeth, mm. and then it's kind of, mm. I'm first going to do this and then I'm going to do that. And oh, shit, I must remember to email that one. That's when I start planning my day, which allows me the calm head to actually sleep quite well. That's what I, another thing I need to do because tomorrow's tomorrow. Yes, exactly. So why don't deal with tomorrow's shit tomorrow? Totally so. It's <sighs> Have you heard that saying that says, God will never give us more than we can handle today. Mm. But if we don't handle today's shit today, Tomorrow we need to handle today's shit and tomorrow's shit. And then over a few days of not dealing with today's shit, everything just adds up mm -hmm. and then we collapse. Yeah. And I really, really, really like that. I like to end my day knowing that I've dealt with today's shit and tomorrow's shit is going to be yeah. dealt with tomorrow. It's difficult for me because in my trade, I always set a goal for myself what to complete for the day. but. If I don't complete all those things, I'm, I get frustrated. Yes. Okay. But I know I can do them tomorrow, but tomorrow's another, I've got to pay the labor, or I've got to, you know, it's another. Yeah. So I'm trying to 
sort of bring that spiritual principle into my daily life yes. of work. I think I'm getting there. Awesome. It's all progress. It's a journey. Yeah. It's it's going to happen. But me being me, I want it done now. Mm-hmm. I, 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 so Instant gratification, perfectionism. Exactly. You obviously don't motorbike to work. No. Okay. No. Because my thought process just went through my head kind of, motorbiking must be a very intense concentration thing. So you, very, yes. So you can't think of anything else while you're motorbiking. But I do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I do. When, I, when I'm busy racing in, in the mountains or wherever, I'm thinking of, okay, I'm, I must take this route or this way and that way. But I'm thinking about, did I feed the dogs this morning? Did I? Oh, my God. It's... it's it, my my mind is is, that is, is busy. A, a few a few storylines running at the same time. Yeah. Have you ever tried mountain biking? I haven't. Cycling? I haven't. Okay. I've, I've I've considered it, but then I've then I've got another thing in my garage. Yeah. <laughs> and my garage is yeah. Because I suppose your, all the tools are there. And all my tools and mm. all my all my my hobbies are in there already, and I'm, I've got I've, I I fish. I've now got a surfboard hanging in the loft. There's a surfboard, so there's a motorcycle. There's two motorcycles. Two? Yeah, um, it's a friend of mine's that he's, okay. he's letting me use because he's not, he's not in the country. Okay. And if he leaves it, it's just going to stand yeah. and, and go. It's just a dirty job, but somebody's got to do it. Is yeah. it a nicer one than yours? Uh, it's a road bike. It's a, okay. It's a, um adventure bike. I'm frowning. Which is, which is, which <laughs> is not, <laughs> you can take. Because not on video, I need to explain <laughs> my question. What is an adventure bike? It is a, a motorcycle you can ride on tar road and gravel okay. road. And you can go a f- fair amount of bundu bashing. Okay. Yeah. And do you do that? With uh, not with these, no. Okay. I'm just using it just to get from point A to point B. Because it's not mine, I don't want to. I mean, if I do fall with it in the mountains, I've got to fix it. Yeah, Yeah. obviously. Awesome. I'm going to end with asking you a question that I, in the beginning, I always ask people it, and then over time I stopped, and I want to get back to it. That, what, what is happiness for you, and are you happy? What is happiness for me? I think happiness for me is when every when when everyone around me that is closely connected to me is happy. Okay. Then I'm happy. Um, and that's that's happy because uh, it's a. It's a funny question because happy, happiness. I mean, I can be happy on the outside, but inside I'm, I'm tearing apart. Like I think a lot of people are like that. Yeah. So. Like. So what makes your insides happy? When are you happy? When I give love. Okay. When I, give appreciation. When I compliment someone on how good they look, how well they look, if I haven't seen them for a long time, um, 
when I how can I say I like today was I, I would, I'm, I'm happy today because I spent time with my wife we did things that we liked we do together cool um, you're doing something for me yeah it's it's um, I, I don't see it as a favor it's it's I mean I don't mind it's I'm I'm enjoying it okay so so now in turn I'm happy yeah. um, so it sounds if I, if I may interpret it sounds as if you're happy when you get out of self and contribute contribute to other people's lives in a way by giving love by giving support by yes, helping by yes. that that type of thing am, yes. I, am i hearing you correctly exactly like the other night i shared yeah it was i felt rejuvenated mm -hmm. it it i can't explain it when you give instead of instead of wanting and wanting and taking all the time which is what i used to do yeah. now i'm giving away and it's not it's nothing off my back. Yeah. I, I, I'm just talking about it. Awesome. So, and when I'm, I'm happy when things are going good. But I also got to be careful that it doesn't go too good to become com complacent. Oh, okay, yes. And miss oh, miss miss things that I should have looked at. Yes. Um, I think that the, the big problem for me personally is when things go too well, I stop being grateful for what I have. Yeah. And then the shit hits yes. the fan because then I want more. And mm. the minute I want more, I move into self. Yes. When I go into self, then I mean shit. Things go, <laughs> things go pear, pear because, the, because this self tends to fuck things up. So. Same here. Same here. Anything uh, the self touches tends to shit. So. Yeah. Like at the end of last year. I was doing well in my business. I money was coming in, and I could feel myself getting greedier. Uh, that's amazing, huh? With the money, mm. and not wanting to sp not wanting to spend the money because it's growing in the bank. Ah, and you get a kick and from watching watching the bank. Yeah, and also then I'm going into self, and I'm not paying attention to people around me, yeah. like my wife, very, like my house. Very, very true. And she actually told me, hey. Ah. You know, you and I thought about it and I think that was it was that. Yeah. It's like at some stage many years ago I got a personal trainer. I started looking well. And my husband at that stage realized that I actually, I actually start looking at myself in the mirror a lot more than I used to. Yeah. And then he said, Listen, I think this is becoming unhealthy. Mm. And he didn't no, tell me to stop, but I needed to, I had to I knew that to cut down, yeah. Yeah. It's, no, it's, it's just not a healthy space to be. And small things like that can, can, if I can say, change a person. And yeah. I, I feel, I feel that it, it, it started changing me. And it it's ego. Yeah. Yeah. And like we say, um, it's easing out. God. Aging out God. Aging out easing God. out God. Yeah. So I. Yeah, I'm. At this moment, I feel I'm happy and content, but I've got a long way to go now. I've got a lot to learn. It also sounds as if it's a daily thing for you. 
it's a decision today whether you're going to be in self or going to be out of self. And that's actually a decision only to make on a daily basis. Yeah. And sometimes during the day as well. It would be good it would be good not to have to make that decision, but <laughs> shit have, does I come across. <laughs> shit does happen in the morning yeah. which just turns everything upside down. Oh the worst is when that phone rings before I'm ready for it. And my day starts before I'm ready for it. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, then my day is really kind of, yeah. I, I need to really, really be very careful. Kind of I, what I also do is, speaking about phones that ring too early, is I also always wait till, till after 8 o'clock before I phone any of my clients or uh, suppliers or anything. Okay. Because I will want them to get to work get to their desk, open up uh, and... Respect. Yeah. Maybe he hasn't read the email that I sent him yesterday yeah. lunchtime. He's gonna, he left it for the morning. Yeah. So, and I expect other people to do the same. Uh, okay, but yeah. some <laughs> people do phone me at six o'clock in the morning exactly, and, yeah. you know, and then I've just got to bite my tongue and yeah. say, okay, he's had a bad morning. He's not going to make my morning bad. But it's difficult. It's not... And which is good about what I want to do is to start meditating more is because that will that won't phase me. Yeah. It's it won't phase me. Yeah. Because my mind will be at ease and I won't be so tense and wound up. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Once many years ago I was working in the financial services industry and I had a lot of farmer clients. And I woke up at four thirty with a phone ringing. Now when the phone rings at 4.30 in the morning, it's never good news. No, something's bad. Yeah. So answer the phone and it's this, this person who asks me, a man, a very kind of Afrikaans guy with, with a very deep voice who says, if I've got a hundred thousand rand, do you have a place to put it for me? <laughs> and I mean, I am completely dirty and. I was really struggling and then eventually he said his name and I said, oh my God, it's a client of mine and he's a farmer. Mm -hmm. So that's the time they get up and they, he needs yeah. to do his stuff yeah. before he goes out into the field yes. for, for the day. So that was the time that he needed to make that call. <laughs> and at that stage I didn't have the state of mind to look at that compassionately. I was mm. so angry. Because you still had a good two hours of sleep. Yes. Yeah. But anyway, so I got the money and I got good commission from that. And a few months later, I got the same phone calls very early in the morning. And the first thing he said was, how do you take your sheep? <laughs> how do you take your sheep? How do you take your sheep? He was, he was, How's he going to cut it up for he you? He was sending me a sheep because it was a sheep for me. He wanted to cut it up. He wanted to know how to take it. <laughs> 4.30 in the morning, how do you take your sheep? Had I been Australian, we would have said... Um, on the precipice. <laughs> <laughs> but it took me a while to figure out who it was and how, what it went by or how do I take okay. But Jason, this was really, really awesome. Thank you so much for spending your Friday afternoon with, with us, with me and Meet Me in the Field listeners. It's my pleasure. And I wish you a most awesome weekend and two more days before work. Good luck. Yes, thank you and very much. And all of the best for the new year. You too. Great. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Ciao. Although it sounds as if Jason's wife is not allowing him too much leisure time, I'm still very grateful for him having taken time out of his holiday to share his journey with us. 
When I heard about Jason's mother having had a stroke when he was two and his father being an alcoholic, I just knew I had to speak to him and hear how events like this formed his life and influenced his spirituality. Jason's candid sharing of his story is a sign of how perseverance and a spiritual path can bring us a whole new world. I think he is a true inspiration. If you want to know more about what I do, please feel free to connect with me on my website which is www.freddy.org.za or find me on Facebook at either Meet Me in the Field or Freddy Counselor or Freddy van Rensburg or on Twitter at at Rensburg Freddy or Instagram at Freddy Counselor. Remember that Freddy is always spelt with an IE at the end. I want to thank Jason for the time he spent talking to Meet Me in the Field. Thank you for listening. Be safe. Bye.